Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, as we get rolling on this Thursday. And so much going on in the world of sports today, and we're going to be sharing it with you as we proceed. And Aaron, uh, we do have some, uh, well, we'll get into the news out of the University of Texas. I would just say, from a priority standpoint, the news about DeMar Hamlin and just how he seems to be improving, that is our biggest news of the day. That that continues to rule everything as we've all kind of waited and hoped and prayed that the uh, the Bills player uh, would, uh, would be okay uh, to be to this point where earlier today it was reported that he was gripping the hands of his loved ones and that uh, he's been uh, responsive and opening his eyes. And, and I mean, again, this, this who knows how long this will take, but the doctors, all the information coming out today is that the doctors are seeing what they need to see uh, neurologically. And, of course, from his lungs and everything that he's kind of been through, there's there's a lot to recover from here, but um, I think the most important thing is they're just they're seeing lots of uh, incredible progress, and I think that's what uh, we were all waiting to hear. Now, Aaron, we did have the news um, that the NFL is not going to resume that game. I believe that was an AP report that's out there, and so uh, and several people reporting that. Not shocking. I think by tomorrow the league will decide. Uh, you know, yeah, there are some people that suggested just call it a tie. Uh, I think what they're probably end up going to we're going to do is just kind of take their winning percentage and their record right now and factor that all in rather than sort of count this as an extra game or a tie. The hard part, of course, is it impacts everybody else. Uh, in 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 terms of and, and Cincinnati did have a shot, Aaron. Of you know, if they won that game, the next game. I mean, there were some different ways that folks could get the higher seeds. Of course, that has taken on far less importance uh, with what's going on with Demar Hamlin. That's where our focus has been. So anyway, I just wanted to share that uh, some incredible news. And uh, I just think that's a uh, that's a great thing. And Aaron, it just seems like things are headed in the right direction for Demar Hamlin. And again, what happens? I mean, we both know that uh, uh, Buffalo and Cincinnati are going to be in the playoffs, no matter what decision is made about where they end up. And and I just think both teams, having been there and witnessed it, and knowing how 
poorly that thing could have gone, I just think either team will be just fine with whatever they come up with from a winning percentage standpoint. And everybody's just so grateful. And there are are people starting to be lauded and praised as they should. Some of our medical heroes that were on the field and, and people that uh, that stepped in. And, and I'm talking about uh, the uh, associate athletic trainers and, and just the people that were trained from either team. But we're starting to hear more and more about some of the heroic actions that were taken. And I think the great thing is these are what you don't ever want to have to use these plans, but the emergency plans um, were used to the T. And, you know, somebody that uh, easily their life could be over right now and and who was not breathing, um, they were able to get him going again. And it looks like, uh, I again, I don't know, it, it's too early to say, you know, where the recovery is going to go but um i do think uh aaron today has been the most hopeful day and to me the the most sort of accurate news we've heard and, and what you try to guard against is when you hear it from different sources and different things you know sometimes you're like oh wait are they just saying this are they hoping this is what happens i think when you start to hear things from the medical personnel and the doctors and the teams that have been working on uh, Demar Hamlin, that's when you feel um, you feel like you can really trust that and know. And Aaron, I would just say, in in what has been a uh, an incredibly scary situation today, has uh, has has we got some great news. Absolutely, there's and there's been you know some other reports, like you say, you want to make sure that everything's accurate. And I'm trying to see because I know I, I don't know if I saw it on ESPN or somewhere else, but they did actually wrote a note to the doctors asking who won. Wow. And if that's true, that's pretty, Isn't that's that, pretty miraculous. Yeah. This, this soon after, you know, what happened on the field. Yeah. And that really speaks to, um, how these guys are wired, you know, worried about his teammates and, and uh, that is uh, that is really amazing. As you were saying that, I was kind of scrolling through to see where that may have been coming from. But uh, it was actually ESPN. Um, yeah, he uh, he asked whether he communicated in writing and asked whether the Bills won the game, and uh-huh. uh, the doctors answered. The answer is yes. Tomorrow you won. You won the game of life. So that's a about as hopeful a, a sign as you can get right there. Wow. Wow. I'm just looking at the same thing. Uh, yeah, ask in writing. Uh, he awakened last night. This is according to doctors, and this is according to Adam Schefter of ESPN. Um, and the doctors told him, yes, you won. You've won the game of life. Wow. That sort of everything uh, pales in comparison, doesn't it, Aaron? Uh, all this other news, and we'll certainly get into it, but when you uh, – when you see news like that, it's pretty amazing. Uh, Buffalo Bills um, putting a statement out earlier today that per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be 
neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he is making steady progress. We are grateful for the love and support we have received. Aaron, last night I was looking, and there was a player for the uh, Vikings, and I think maybe he had been a teammate at some point of uh, of DeMar's, and, and he was making sure through his foundation that everybody at the hospital, the doctors, the nurses, I mean, there's been such an outpouring. But he was sending, he found some sandwich shop. I mean, he was doing this, you know, of course, he found the news out the other night, you know, Monday night, and he was at some kind of outing. And, um, oh, he was at a, a basketball game. I think he was maybe at the Timberwolves game. And he got word, and, of course, like ever, he left the game and started tracking this. This is, a, I think, an offensive lineman for the Vikings. And so he has spent the last 48 hours trying to send food to family members, physicians, nurses, everybody at the hospital. So it is amazing, the outpouring. I think I saw Aaron yesterday that – the uh, the amount raised for Demar Hamlin's foundation, and 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 this also was tied into I believe a GoFundMe type deal. And you say, well, he's an NFL player. Well, there's a lot that goes to this, and uh, so anyway, there people just want to give, and and honestly, when people have this sort of uh, feeling, you've got to give them a way to express that, and they have, and and part of that is through his foundation. I think the last number I saw yesterday, Aaron, was about $6 million has been raised for uh, DeMar Hamlin's. Wow. Uh, and, uh, again, that just shows you the uh, the kind of compassion that people have. I think it also speaks to the passion that people have for the NFL and then, of course, uh, the folks that do it. And I think this really hit home. We love these games. We watch it. Um we get mad when our teams don't perform well. We get mad at the certain players. We do the fantasy football stuff. And this, from a humanity standpoint, this is a reminder that, boy, they are playing a violent game and anything can go wrong at any moment. And uh, so, anyway, this is uh, remarkable news today that uh, DeMar Hamlin is headed in the right direction. Now, the other huge breaking news today, and Aaron, I got this, uh, and I started kind of letting everybody know, and you guys started seeing it via, I first saw it from Kirk Bowles, good friend of ours, from the Austin American Statesman. This was done through, I think, a quick Open Records Act, and uh, uh, basically because the uh, the letter was sent from the University of Texas to um the coach's attorney and this being coach beard university of texas has gone ahead and fired chris beard there seemed to be a a path where he could have resigned they chose not to do that the attorney telling uh, reporters in austin that they were shocked by this and uh, quite honestly i don't know how you can be shocked now maybe they thought this was going to play out over time and they would have and, and there might be more back and forth whether that be negotiations whatever or maybe they're going to let some of the the court stuff play out but uh, university of texas has uh has moved on and i wanted to read this directly this was from someone who comes on with us uh at times longhorns uh, athletic director crystal conti uh, released a statement this afternoon. He said the University of Texas 
has parted ways with Chris Beard. This has been a difficult situation that we've been diligently working through. Today, I inform Mr. Beard of our decision to terminate him effective immediately. Um, and he went on to say some nice things about the, uh, the, the interim, the acting head coach and, um, and, and all of that. Now, um, the attorney, uh, Minton, said in a statement that Beard is, quote, crushed by the news and claimed that the university went ahead with the firing without asking Beard or True any questions. Went on to say, I am concerned that the University of Texas has made a terrible decision against the interest of the university based on Twitter feeds and editorials and not the facts concerning a truly innocent man. The university has violated their agreement with the coach, and we are devastated. And he sent letters out to the university and all those kinds of things. Obviously, they did not want to do this. They were put in the... uh, They were put in this by something that happened. And, again, this will all play out, and we'll see where it goes in the courts. There's an arrest report. We know some of the details. We've talked about the details on this show. And, uh, you know, the universities have to make tough decisions. And in this instance, they decided, okay, it's time. We have enough evidence in our minds to go ahead and make a call here. Will there be court cases? Will this? Will he? Will he try to sue University of Texas? Who knows? But uh, everybody is moving on there, and uh, it's a uh, it's a tough situation for everybody involved. But uh, I think the University of Texas. There was no path toward Chris Beard coming back and being on the sideline this year or in the future. And I think they've done the right thing, and uh, we'll see kind of where this goes from. Uh, from here. All right, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Very busy day. Uh, Baylor women's basketball coach Nikki Collin joins us next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Nothing that says on Christmas Eve you can't make third and six. Only heard here. Back, throws the ball deep to the middle. Lamb at the five. All season. Stop, spin, dances in. Sunday afternoon. It's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from FedEx Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys at the Commanders, Sunday afternoon at 2.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Sam with Sam's Bar at Union Hall, located in downtown Waco. This year, we have some really fun festive Christmas decorations and Instagram-worthy Christmas drinks, like the Tipsy Cookie, made with vanilla vodka and cookie butter, or the Elf Moonshine, made with Godiva white chocolate liqueur, peppermint, and vodka, and my personal favorite the absolute best espresso martini in town made with fresh pulled to order espresso with beans from be kind coffee it is out of this world merry christmas and happy new year from sam's bar at union hall in downtown waco ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project founded in 1969 barnett contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build their services include excavation utilities civil engineering concrete work paving and storm drainage do business with central texas's premier site work contractor barnett contracting where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients learn more at barnettcontracting.com There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, 
perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com. Ready to score? Switch checking accounts to earn 4% APY at First Central Credit Union. It's a full court press with First Central's free Casasa checking that pays 4% APY and refunds all your ATM fees with a savings account combo that earns you money. This season, ask for Casasa checking. It's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Make the switch. We're your team. APY is annual percentage yield, eligibility, and qualification supply. Member NCUA. Everything Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Morgan Lights with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor drops to 0-2 in Big 12 play, losing to TCU 88-87 last night in the Farrell Center. The Bears will be back in action on Saturday afternoon hosting Kansas State. Elsewhere in the Big 12 last night, Iowa State beat OU 63-60. Former Arkansas and Louisville head coach Bobby Petrino has been hired as the next offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. The XFL reports to training camp tomorrow, and the first game is set for February 18th in Arlington. Kickoff at 3 o'clock with the Arlington Renegades hosting the Vegas Vipers. Dallas Mavericks put their seven-game winning streak on the line tonight, hosting the Boston Celtics. Tip is at 6.30. UMHB men's and women's basketball on the road tonight at the University of Ozarks. Women tip at 5.30, and the men tip at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. On it's Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show. Nikki Collin joining us. Uh, and uh, love it when we do this live. Coach Collin ready to go today. Coach, how is it uh, How is it going? Man, fun. Uh, that was a great win. I know you got to look forward and get ready to go to KU now. But uh, uh, congratulations. That was, a, uh, that was a really nice win the other day. It was a good win. Thank you. I, um, you know, it, it's crazy. Like, I don't. I don't sleep a lot during the season uh, regardless, <laughs> but you definitely don't sleep win or lose. Like it's either the adrenaline or the frustration or whatever. But um, then I went recruiting all day yesterday and uh, was on a uh, 5 a.m. flight back from uh, 
Tennessee today. So just uh, just trying to keep it together, honestly. Um, and I will be ready for an early bedtime tonight. That I can tell you. <laughs> wait, wait, early bedtime for me means midnight, about twelve thirty or one. Is that? Is are you? T- could you do like a nine p.m.? I'm actually no, going to go to bed, or is that? Are you incapable of that? Yeah, I, I don't even think I'm capable of being in bed at nine if I'm like sick and can't, you know, <laughs> uh, move. No, I, you know, if I'm in bed by ten thirty, that's super early, super super early. Eleven to eleven thirty is is good, and then typical is somewhere between twelve and twelve thirty. So, so yeah, if if I can if I can make it to ten or ten thirty, I'll feel like, um, you know, I'm really giving myself a chance to. I don't really believe in catching up, but I definitely need a little bit of sleep. <laughs> well, let's walk through the other day, uh, look back at that game, and then we'll look forward. But what a uh, what a hot start by by your team, and and just jumping on them right away. And I I would think that's kind of what you wanted. You wanted to see kind of how they were going to channel things, and 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 getting into conference. Everything obviously had the TCU win, but. That that had to be, what a great sign to go on the road and and get off to a start like that. Did you? I mean, it's hard to look at a team, whether it be in practice or pregame, and 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 have a feel for exactly how they're going to come out. But uh, how are you kind of uh, feeling? You know, heading into that one, and did, did you did you see anything like that happening? <laughs> no, um, I, I <laughs> like you know crystal ball and um, you know, but it's. It, it's hard sometimes. I do think um, our players aren't, don't lack confidence. You know, like I don't think they go into games feeling inferior ever. Um, you know, you try to instill certainly a healthy um, respect, and I think they certainly had that. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, Tony's energy was on 100, you know, for two days before then because when you're – when you're the defensive coordinator and you're going in, you know, up against a team that, you know, scores 85 points a game and or 88 or whatever it was and is third in the nation in pace, um, you talk about having a hard time sleeping. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you know, we we had told them like, you know, when it all comes down to it, they run a lot of stuff, but we 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 kept telling them and and we didn't do this perfectly, but we did this perfectly in the first quarter. If if you don't turn it over, you give them one shot, and you take away transition three, you got a chance to beat them, you know. And and I think the first quarter was perfect um, mixture of we took care of the basketball, we got stops and rebounds, and we turned them over and got a lot of easy baskets as a result, you know. And all those things in this mix of X's and O's and and how things play out. They're a team that plays zone on makes and man on misses. And when they're turning it over or they're they're not scoring, and when you only score five points, that means, you know, you haven't put yourself in a lot of opportunities to be in zone. You know, it was it was us just comfortably playing in transition and against their man D, which obviously flipped their, flipped their hardcore, you know, kind of in the second quarter. In, 
it had to feel uh, nice that even on a, a day when the threes weren't all falling, I mean, really for either team, but, I mean, you've you've tried to get your team not to fall in love with it and, and occasionally, hey, if it's not falling, let's get inside. Let's get to the paint. Let's do some of that. Let's not and, – and they, and they did that and, uh, and, and ended up uh, – I mean, that's just when a team hits back like Oklahoma did, especially when you're on the road, that's not an easy thing to sustain. You know, you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, they've climbed back in it. That that kind of uh, what, what did you see from your team in terms of, OK, the, the threes aren't falling for us, but we're going to we're going to do what we need to do. It just seemed like a, a, a probably a really good sign for you. Yeah, I mean, the second quarter, I mean, we we got really good threes against the zone and didn't make them, you know, we, Mm -hmm. we did. And and it was the quarter where all of our power forwards, you know, had three fouls. And so, you know, Bugs and Bella and Caitlin were all sitting on the bench and we're never going to execute. Let me take that back. We will eventually execute at a high level against zones when Caitlin's not on the floor, you know, but Uh it's just not as, she's so comfortable in the high post. She makes good reads. She can shoot it from there. She can pass it from there. And so we, we lose a little of our interior presence um, when she goes out. And I think she makes it easier for Bugs to score around the rim, off cut. She makes it easier to get that inside-outside pass um, from free. And so, you know, I think I think the key for that game was we had talked about it doesn't matter if they go on a 10-0 run or we go on a 10-0 run. If we go on a big run, it's not going to bother them. Like, they, they're they so good at putting runs on their opponents mm-hmm. that they're not going to feel like they're out of it, one. And two, you know, if we go down, they don't consistently defend to where they won't allow a team back in. You know, I mean, we've all coached in games where, man, when you get down 10, it feels like 20 because you're, you're going up against a team that controls tempo and – and we'll run a lot of clock, and, and 10 feels like 20, you know. And, and so, you know, we had we had guarded against that, and as we were literally kind of on life support, <laughs> I'll call it in the second <laughs> quarter, you know, we had to remind ourselves as a staff even, hey, y'all, yeah, we had a big lead. Yeah, we looked really good in that first quarter. We're still playing a top 25 team that's lost one game this season, and we went into the locker room on the road ahead, halftime like we have to recognize that with you know the foul trouble we had and the quarter we had that we were still in the lead you know and so really just dialing into hey let's just make this a good possession and then once we turn you know have one good possession let's turn it into two now it's funny because you look at the fact that we scored 81 points and I felt like most of the time I was like searching (laughs) for ways to beat the zone because I had a two guard at the four because now Mm. all of our power forwards have four fouls, you know? And so, you know, we didn't want to go double big, which I'm sure people are like, why don't they just play two bigs against Oklahoma? That's really hard because they're always going to play four guards. They shoot threes and you got to have people that are going to defend the arc, you know? And so, um, we had some lineups that I'd never played together and positions they'd never played. And so, you know, if I'm proud of anything, it's, it's that we kind of figured out how to, how to make it work 
possession by possession as that game went along. And every time, every time they made a run, we made a shot. You know, we kept them, we kept them at arm's length. We never let it get closer than six to where, uh oh, it's a one possession game and that gets scary. Yeah, it was. Uh... It was it, it, what a good answer. The third quarter. I mean, y'all just kept. And then I, at some point, you know, you got uh, Erica knocks down what a couple of threes in that game. I mean, I, I just love the fact that's got to be an incredible difference from last year to know. Okay, we we got nobody. We got no help coming. I mean, you know, I got what I got. I got to go to be able to kind of look down your bench and go in several different directions. Um, even when you, like you said, you get in some foul trouble, that almost has to feel like a little bit of a luxury, especially compared to last season. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I, you know, I mean, the fact that Erica came in and you know got a three point play and and just gave us some rim protection there for a bit, um, you know, I thought, you know, that's the best minute she's had um, so far this season for us, and so, um, you know, I, I, it's amazing how. Um, mental the game is, you know, and you've got a kid that hasn't played a lot lately and at least in, you know, big time moments to, to go into the game in that situation. Um, like I just felt like I, we were going to Kendra cause we thought she had an advantage and she got blocked three times in a row, you know? So it was one of those things where you go, okay, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to give Erica a chance. And, and she took advantage of it. And it's amazing how then, she turns that into a practice today where she's still, she's still got that energy. She still has that, um, mm. you know, and so those, those things go a long way in terms of confidence. And, you know, it's, you know, when you, when you don't get a ton of minutes, um, you know, it's sometimes players forget that on every team, on every team, you know, there are starters, there are reserves and there are cheerleaders. And you don't mean that in a negative way. Like, it's just, there are different layers to a team, you know, and obviously last year we didn't, we didn't have many layers, um, but we also had players who probably weren't going to get in a lot of foul trouble, <laughs> you know, like um, they're going to give up a basket before they foul. Um, and so some of that was them being more veteran. And some of that is they knew, like, I can't pick up a third foul, you know, in the first half. And I've never been someone that believes in you never get to play with two fouls. You know, like mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't hold to that philosophy. I just have seen it way too many times over the years that coaches will sit players for eight or 10 minutes, 12 minutes, you know, and have this hard, fast rule about, I don't play players in the first half with two fouls. And then you look at the end of the game and they have two fouls. So they play the entire, you know, second half and they don't foul or they pick up one foul. And so then you've, you're, as a coach, you've almost fouled them out yourself, you know, by not playing them. So, you know, I don't believe in that. But then they all picked up three, and they all picked up four. <laughs> and it's like a parade. And then and then Bella picked up five, and Bugs picked up five, and then Jaden picked up five. I'm like, oh, boy. Like, I was getting a little closer to feeling the, the heat over there. Like, Chloe, go put some shoes on. You know, you're the youngest staff person. You may have to go. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, wow. uh, you know, we, we, we did exactly what we needed to do. I wouldn't say it's the prettiest basketball we've ever played, but we made winning plays and, um, I thought we competed at the defensive end consistently all night long. Cause that's a team that, you know, uh, the game before 
cars, went to West Virginia and put 98 on them. And West Virginia had been leading the Big 12 in, in uh, points allowed. And so it, it's, it's easy for them to get going. And I thought we had a lot to do with them not getting going. Well, and now Nikki Collins joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, you head to Kansas, and, um, boy, that's a team that uh, you've seen. I mean, I was watching some of that the other day, and they jumped out. It was at Texas Tech and had a had a really big lead right off the bat, up to, I think, 25-9. What are the, what are the points of emphasis as you kind of do the scout and your staff kind of gets ready for, for this one? What are you seeing from this team? Because, obviously, they uh, – they have uh, they at times they've looked uh, uh, like they might be one of the most competitive or toughest teams in this conference. I don't think there's any question they are. I think it's it's there's a lot of things that stand out about them. I think when you talk about like your biggest fear, like walking in the door, you know they're seventh nationally in rebounding. Um, you know Jackson, their center, um, is consistently getting 15 to 20 rebounds right now a game and and got 10 offensive rebounds in more than one game. And so, you know, I think they they just control um, the ball uh, because of their rebounding. And, um, you know, in some ways, not unlike a lot of the really, really good Baylor teams, you know, in history here um, that were so dominant rebounding-wise because of their size and strength, um, you know. And, and then I think they've got – you know, veteran backcourt. You know, they've got really a veteran backcourt and Kirk Skeeter and, and Franklin um, who do it in different ways. But, you know, both of them, you know, one of them had 27, the other had I think 28 or 26 last night against Texas Tech. And um, so right now those three are kind of the, the three-headed monster for them who um, take the lion's share of the shots. Um, but I think they've got good pieces in between them, you know, and, and so, you know, they're, they're a team that they're good and their ice defense really, really good in their ball screen coverage with their ice. Um, you know, they, they probably play seven players consistently um, and sometimes an eighth. So they, they can go deeper, but they've, they've really got a, I think for them a real comfortable rotation that they feel good about. And, and I just think they last year for them was like, they're coming out. You know, Brandon had been there a while. There were, there were questions, and and all of a sudden, you know, they they were picked at the bottom, and they they're right there battling for a, a first round bye. And you know, we obviously had two really good battles with them. And um, I think he runs really really good stuff. He runs a lot of pro style stuff, and has good ball movement. And um, you know, they're 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 good on both sides of the ball. You know, they really they're not a team that you go, okay, that's a team we can score against, but are going to be hard to stop. Or, man, they're going to be hard to score against. You know, it's it just they're they're a well-rounded team with veteran backcourt and a a six-six rim protecting center that grabs every rebound. And and uh, you know, they're thirteen or fourteen and one, and their only losses in double overtime on the road. So you know, they're they're not only good, but you know, I'm sure they're incredibly confident because they're um you know this is year two of you know kind of this core group and they had success last year and now they're just really really building off of it and playing well all right and lastly um the dre edwards 
put out a, uh, and I've asked you about this, you know, ad nauseum. I've tried to kind of hold up lately, but uh, because there haven't been any new developments, I, I thought that was really good. She put out uh, a statement, and it, 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 some of it covered some things you had told us. I mean, she's joined a sorority. She's done unbelievable in the classroom. She's ended up on these all-academic-type uh, teams. I mean, she's really done some tremendous things and uh, basically says that Kentucky, the Kentucky head coach will not sign off on this waiver. Nikki, is there anything like <laughs> – I mean – I, you know, you guys are a, a tight fraternity, the the coaching or sorority in, in coaching. Uh, at this point, is there any way you can intervene, or are we really – the, is the program kind of at the mercy completely of this uh, head coach at Kentucky? Yeah, I mean, I, to think we haven't tried um, <laughs> you know, is, um, you know, I, I really um, – this is this is a tough situation, and it's mm-hmm. been a tough situation, and um, you know. But this is this is Dre's story. We certainly knew. I said this in my press conference earlier. We knew this was a possibility. We absolutely believed that um, if the worst case scenario was that Dre came here and sat a year to play a year, um, that we were okay with that. You know, we had to be okay with that. Um, we just we just hoped it wouldn't wouldn't be that, you know. And I I think that um, you know the NCAA has waivers for a reason. And um, you know I, I just uh, there's no question that um, you know she doesn't qualify for a one-time transfer waiver. Um, she didn't graduate, and certainly um, you know you you wish she had. Um, but yes, I mean, if it, with a, with a one signature, you know, um, she, she could be fine. And, um, but it's also, um, I, I can only, I can only be where I'm at and support Dre and, um, you know, and, and, and let her, let her tell her story because it's not mine. You know, it's really not mine mm-hmm. to tell. And, and my job is to, you know, kind of lead and serve her. And um, so that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at. You know, we, we were, we were hopeful that once she kind of crossed the, the academic barrier, that once she reached yeah. enough credits, um, progress towards degree, which she did, um, that, that, that there might be a change, um, you know, but um, no, no hasn't, that hasn't happened. Okay, well, I, at least we kind of uh, – I'm, I'm glad some of this is out there. And, unfortunately, sometimes uh, uh, public pressure can make people uh, do the right thing when it's kind of revealed a little bit publicly what's going on there, and uh, and, and we shall see, okay? I'll uh, – yep. Nick, Nikki, I'll do my part on Twitter, okay? <laughs> right. Thanks, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, listen, uh, we'll be excited to uh, – to see the game uh, on on uh, Saturday, and uh, best of luck, and it's always uh, fun catching up with you. Can't wait to, to talk to you after the Kansas game. All right. Appreciate it. You bet. There she goes, Nikki Collin, the uh, Baylor women's basketball coach, and interesting stuff there, uh, as it now looks like Dre Edwards has done everything really uh, that she can to uh, – 
to, to, to be eligible and be ready to go, and it would just simply take a signature from the uh, Kentucky head coach, and that is not happening. Now, again, we don't know. Let's not pretend that we know every single detail of Dre's relationship with that coach and everything, but uh, you just like to think if somebody had a say in one of their players' future, and, I mean, you know, what's it going to hurt Kentucky? They don't have to play Baylor unless, I guess, they get to the in the NCAA tournament or something. And they're in a different conference. So uh, at some point it kind of starts to look petty and, and, and a little bit spiteful uh, when you won't sign off on something like that. But uh, I think, uh, I think uh, Nikki is being very diplomatic, but I could kind of read through there that she also – that's got to be pretty frustrating to watch a kid work as hard as Dre has and put herself in a position academically where she should be able to play and, uh, and they can't get buy-in from her former coach. So we'll continue to talk about that and several other things in – Campus Confidential, that is next. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor men home Saturday hosting Jerome Tang in the Kansas State Wildcats. 4.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 5 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Happy New Year from ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. 
Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor drops to 0-2 in Big 12 play, losing to TCU 88-87 last night in the Farrell Center. The Bears will be back in action on Saturday afternoon hosting Kansas State. Elsewhere in the Big 12 last night, Iowa State beat OU 63-60. Former Arkansas and Louisville head coach Bobby Petrino has been hired as the next offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. The XFL reports to training camp tomorrow, and the first game is set for February 18th in Arlington. Kickoff at 3 o'clock with the Arlington Renegades hosting the Vegas Vipers. Dallas Mavericks put their seven-game winning streak on the line tonight, hosting the Boston Celtics. Tip is at 6.30. UMHB men's and women's basketball on the road tonight at the University of Ozarks. Women tip at 5.30, and the men tip at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Campus Confidential on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. And the big story today, Texas head men's basketball coach Chris Beard was fired today less than one month after the school suspended him without pay following his arrest on domestic family violence charge. Associate head coach Rodney Terry, who has been the acting head coach since Beard's suspension, will remain in charge the rest of the season. Longhorn Athletic Director Chris Del Conte released a statement today announcing the decision. It said, quote, the University of Texas has parted ways with Chris Beard. This has been a difficult situation that we've been diligently working through. Today I inform Mr. Beard of our decision to terminate him effective immediately. Ah, yes, it is Campus Confidential, Aaron Sexton, really talking about this beard thing. Uh, Aaron, I got to say, <laughs> break's a bit shorter than usual today. I got to say, this, um, this Chris Beard story, and we've been on it since uh, earlier today, and Aaron, in typical Mosley fashion, somebody with Austin sources was trying to tip us off before this was out there. Um, I was in the middle of a tennis match, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean it's okay. 
You know, I mean, if I break Baylor news, that's great. If I break Cowboys news, you know, I've been kind of doing that for years. The coming in out of left field with some major Texas news like this, might have people be like, doesn't Mosley usually just make fun of the Longhorns? But I, I, I do want to say, uh, as you credited, you know, uh, Kirk Bowles, and then, of course, Chip Brown was right after him, who comes on with us a lot. Can you imagine, Aaron, our longtime, who comes on with us so much, Brian Davis, the um, the the longtime uh, Longhorns reporter for Austin-American Statesman, who's a, who's a great friend from my morning news days, that he now works for the president's office. So he's actually, like, in charge of helping put these statements out. It's got to be so weird to cover these things and, and the rush and the adrenaline of all that. And I guess it's still the adrenaline. It's just from the other side. Like, I can't imagine, like, I, you know, I've just always been way more comfortable asking the questions and trying to break the news than the people on the other side who are trying to put their own message out and, and have to control the news or the narrative or whatever. It's a very interesting deal. But all that to say, Aaron, I, I think, and, and people can weigh in on this. I mean, you know, there might be some Longhorns fans, and I, I'm not going to, I don't want to be, you know, I've got my own opinions on what should have happened here. And I think Texas did the right thing. And I also get it why I'm sure the Texas fans that were excited to have one of the guys regarded as the, one of the best coaches in the country, you know, there were some Texas fans pulling for him to somehow make it here and keep his job. They also have a very talented roster. And so the thought is, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to our team? But given the arrest report and all the details that we had, and people say, well, what about, did she recant her testimony? Didn't she come back and say that, he did not strangle her and things like that. Well, yeah, and, and of course, in the you know all of that will be taken into consideration as they figure out what to do in the courts. But there's also a history of and of of that happening with victims and in 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 you know the next day or whatever. Like, oh man, uh, you know I. I don't know. And, of course, when you've been in a relationship, of course, we don't know how long anything's gone on or if this was a one-time thing. But history shows that when you've been, uh, you know, involved with domestic violence and you've been a victim in that, um, you're going to, even though, you you know, I think it's easy for us that have never really dealt with that personally to go, well, why don't you turn them in? Or why don't you do this? Why don't you put them in jail? Or why don't you leave? Well, it's not that easy. It's not that easy when you're, you know, you're attached and, and maybe financially, mentally, all of that stuff. So these people that are this sort of black and white, like, well, she recanted. So Chris didn't do anything. She took it back. Well, that's that's completely unfair. And uh, and so I think University of Texas, given all that they knew, uh, and and they gave him the ability to resign. <clears throat> He declined that, and now they're acting shocked. Bottom line is, if you get arrested at 4 or 5 in the morning and your fiancé has scratches and cuts and, 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 and bruising and everything that was alleged, uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't think you deserve to, 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 feel, to feel shocked or be shocked if you lose your job. I mean, the rest of us, 
if we get hauled into jail, no matter if we, oh, we eventually cleared ourselves or they dropped the charges or this or that. I mean, our bosses have the right to say, okay, you're done. Sorry. Sorry, man. We can't have this kind of publicity. Texas can do the same thing. And though uh, I think they love Chris Beard and love the intensity and the coaching. Now, will Chris Beard coach again? I think the answer to that is yes. I don't know what level. I don't know if he'll be right back in a, you know, power five type job within a year or two or something like that. But, I mean, it, it almost always, I mean, as we've seen with Bobby Petrino, if you're proven that you're some kind of great offensive mind or, in Beard's case, an excellent head coach, you're going to get another opportunity. So, absolutely, he will coach again. You know, and, and as I brought up the other day, I mean, there's only uh, there's only one coach I can think of who's just basically permanently canceled. Uh, well, there are two. They both were at Baylor. Dave Bliss, obviously, with what he was involved with, never had a legitimate high-level job again. And uh, Art Bryles, um, and while Mount Vernon did give him a shot, what Art has desperately wanted is another shot to coach at the collegiate level, and um, and he'll never have that. He'll never have that. I promise you, Chris Beard will. But I do think the University of Texas did the right thing. If you want to sound off on this, um, you disagree with something I said, I'm okay with that. I mean, I like people that challenge me. 254-662-1660. Aaron, don't, don't, I don't mean for you to – I don't want you to start uh, disagreeing with me, though, okay, <laughs> on a lot of stuff. 254-662-1660 is the CNC Collision Center text line. Aaron, I know we got a guest coming up, a college football guest, but if you've got another one you wanted to, to get out there, uh, I know there was a Baylor, um, a Baylor deal you wanted to hit, but if there's anything else, go ahead, please. Yeah, uh, Baylor's got a lot of visitors coming in this weekend as far as football recruiting, but they did they get a transfer today, Michigan State. Kicker Jack Stone announced he was transferring to Baylor. And speaking of transfers, TCU's success this year is already paying off in the transfer portal. Alabama running back Trey Sanders becomes the third ex-Crimson Tide player to pick the Horn Frogs in the last few weeks. He will join offensive tackle Tommy Brockenmeyer and wide receiver JoJo Earl in transferring from Alabama to TCU, Brockenmeyer was the number two overall prospect in the country, according to ESPN in the 2021 class. Earl, the number 76 overall recruit in that class. So some talent going from Alabama to TCU. You can see why Nick Saban really doesn't like the transfer portal. That's that's one of the things that is great for like TCU and SMU is that there's so many unbelievable players from the Metroplex. You know, and, and I bet University of Houston has capitalized that, t- uh, too. Players, when they're, you know, upset about playing time or whatever, they generally want to go back closer to home. It's not like, well, let's go over to the rival Auburn. Let's go play at, uh, why don't we go try to play at Ole Miss or something. A lot of times, they want to go back home. And that JoJo Earl, I believe he was a star player at Alito. Correct, somebody correct me on the text That's line right. if I'm wrong about that. Okay, so... He was at Alito, and then Brockemeyer might have been at Fort Worth All Saints or one of the Dallas-Fort Worth area schools, and uh, his dad was a famous player, 
his brothers. He has at least one other brother, I think, in college football. Brockermeyer is like a huge college football name over the years. In fact, Brockermeyer's dad, I think, played it, and maybe even one of his brothers played at the University of Texas. But, yeah, not shocking that if something didn't work out for you, whether it be Alito or Fort Worth All Saints or wherever these kids are from, that they would want to come back to an area school. And that right now is a hot area school, and that is TCU. Aaron, can I mention that the Bears, ooh, that was hard last night. Somehow we've gotten through the show without even bringing that up. Maybe I'll try to continue that. Uh, another heartbreaking loss to the TCU Horn Frogs. Shout out to my man Kyle Citrano out there at Georgia's number two. All right, Kyle, we we gloat when we beat you. We should give you your say when uh, when we lose to the Horn Frogs. So shout out to uh, Simcox. Citrano, trying to think of any of my other TCU Central Texas fans, but uh, Kyle Citrano did uh, from the famous Citrano family did go to TCU. All right, Aaron, it is time, five o'clock uh, hour as we start it. We've got one of the top uh, college football writers from the Athletic, David Ubbin, is his name, and he's written a really interesting thing about what's going to happen between Georgia and TCU. That is next. Everyone with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. A player who was college teammates with DeMar Hamlin speaks about the Bills' safety who remains in ICU following a cardiac arrest Monday night. You'll hear from Quadriolison after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Cowboys running back Quadriolison started at the University of Pittsburgh, where he was close friends and college teammates with DeMar Hamlin, the Bills' safety who remains in ICU after suffering a cardiac arrest during the Monday night football game this week. Olison talked about DeMar. I think he's the number one corner in the country coming out of high school, but he actually stayed home to be close to his family and play for his city. And I think, like, true Pittsburgh kid, blue collar, hard work, you know, family that supports each other. And he's like, a, he's a hero for the city, in my as for Sunday's Cowboys game in Washington, the Commanders, who are already eliminated from playoff contention, announced yesterday that rookie quarterback Sam Howell will start the regular season finale. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team, ESPN Central Texas. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Happy New Year from Game Time, weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. On his Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And joined right now by David Ubbin, a young father, and uh, he's, I think he's on some dad duty right now. Oh, I like that. I like a little music as we bring David on. He deserves that. But, uh, David, how, I mean, are, are we at nap time? What are we doing? Are you going to be able to, <laughs> can you can you entertain your child, uh, you know, while, while being on the Matt Mosley show? We're going to find out, I think. <laughs> oh man this is uh this is good stuff i've I, I i remember doing interviews with uh with uh my daughter parker in the car and so it can always get interesting and if something happens you you just say you just go i'll understand uh because i'm i'm a i'm a dad as well and uh, david ubbin from the athletic has written this piece about uh, TCU's game against uh, Georgia. 
I mean, David, I got and it's an anonymous. I like this when you get these people comfortable and get them talking about the game and the matchups and everything. Those things always interest me greatly. And I think probably, David, uh, when you get these people on the phone, as long as they feel comfortable with you and they probably you've built a trust with these folks. They probably love talking about this stuff, don't they? Because they've some of them have faced Georgia, some of them have faced TCU, and the fact that you're kind of hitting them up for some sort of insidery information, I would think they kind of enjoy this process. Yeah, I mean, there's an element of talking ball to it, and then uh, of course now they're not prepping for opponents, and it's a recruiting dead period. So uh, it was remarkably easier to get guys on the phone for this piece than it was before they played Tennessee. So <laughs> that was in the middle of the season, but uh, it was always interesting. I mean, I think like I, I learn a lot doing these and I come away with them more educated about the sport and about these teams because like, listen, Matt, you've been covering the sport a long time. I've been covering the sport a, a somewhat of a less long time. <laughs> I feel like I understand football, but I don't eat, sleep and breathe it and watch a ton of tape every week and prep for these teams. And so it's always interesting to get a perspective from the people who do. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it, it, I, like I said, I always learn a lot, and I think I try to pass on as much of that as we can to readers. And, um, and so the insights, the opinions, the observations, uh, I think are always very, very interesting. And, and, of course, when you grant them anonymity, you get certainly a lot more unfiltered and, and, uh, and the real stuff, as they say. Yeah, I mean, occasionally you'll get somebody probably it's like, hey, you can put my name with this. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's almost like they want to they wanna show up in the article. But uh, but I like you're right, though. You get some really uh, – and, and that's the only thing about the anonymity. You hate giving somebody anonymity and they start, like, ripping somebody. Or That's what I always I – uh, I would give them anonymity as long as they, like, in the NFL draft. They weren't going to come out and, like, say something about a kid's character. I think mm-hmm. it, as reporters, but in this, it's great because you're talking to them about the strategy and, uh, and the scheme and all of that. I did love this one comment, though, um, early in your story where <laughs> – I'm trying to see. Oh, here it is. You, it was an assistant coach who had faced the Bulldogs earlier this season, and the quote was, George is going to boat race them. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Now, that might be some SEC pride kicking in. That might be a coach who got his tail kicked by Georgia. You know, you never, I mean, I know you can't tell us, but that's an interesting uh, feeling. You know, isn't it funny? I would think TCU, with what they did to Michigan, put some of that stuff to bed. But I still think. When you get ready to, uh, to play the big bad Georgia, there's some of this thought, TCU plays in the Big 12. There's some of that hangover that still occurs. And I guess as you started doing your interviews, uh, David, some of that was still kind of out there, wasn't it? Well, there's definitely a lot of SEC chest beating. And I think, you know, TCU can believe that they put some of that to bed, um, you know, by beating Michigan. But the reality is, most people around the SEC sort of see the Big Ten as like a less creative, slightly less physical version of the SEC um, because so much of that offensive creativity has kind of crashed the SEC the last few years. But they still have, obviously, the, the sort of big hog mollies on the, on the defensive line, the war daddies up front that, like, you still have that element of, hey, 
you can point to the NFL draft board and you can put on the tape for guys like Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. Um, but then, of course, they've had that influx of, of quarterback play and, and guys like Todd Munkin coming to the league and Lane Kiffin and those guys. And so the league is, is you know, I, I think beating teams from the Big Ten, even if it's Ohio State, even if it's Michigan, for people around the SEC, you're only going to impress them so much. So, you know, in the SEC, unless you went toe-to-toe with Alabama or you went toe-to-toe with Georgia and beat them, respect's hard to come by. Isn't that interesting that they thought one of those head coaches you talked to thought that um, Garrett Riley, the TCU offensive coordinator, would reach out to Lincoln. And and even going back to the fact that that game against Georgia that uh, Lincoln was involved with when they jumped out to a 31-14 lead, we all know what happened after that. But I do find that kind of interesting. I would think that... uh, Garrett always probably leans a little bit on his brother or or reaches out, and I think with Lincoln having time on his hands, he would be very open to helping out. That that and also it's kind of interesting where this game is being played. I mean, Lincoln, uh, you know, could could drop by. I mean, it, that's that's a that's a, <laughs> I'm sure uh, that's a will be on yeah. the sidelines for this one. I, I'd have to assume. Really? That see, that's interesting because I know he'll be rooting for his brother. But uh, yeah, you're right. I see. I would think he'll be maybe up in a in suite a or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe he's I in a box. Yeah, because uh, I, way, I, no, would... I think it'll be interesting. I think that when you look back at that game, you know, not a lot of teams had done that to Georgia. I thought it was an interesting idea. That was actually the very last coach that I talked to. Kevin mentioned he's like, I, he's like, I bet you Garrett, you know, is talking to Lincoln, um, you know, about that 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 Rose Bowl back in the day. Um, because, you know, the personnel and, and what Georgia does is still different. But Kirby still thinks the same way. They still try to accomplish the same thing. It's an interesting idea. Yeah, and and I, I, I find it interesting um, uh, that the, talking about this cornerback from Georgia and, and how people even have differing thoughts as you talk to those different coaches, talking about Ringo. I mean, this is—I mm-hmm. love that name, by the way. I think back to Taylor Ringo's a good name. Also, known as yeah. the guy who iced the title for him last year. Ooh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but, but you know, some of the people you talked to said, "Nah, he's the best cornerback uh, in the you know the SEC bar none." I mean, this guy you know is is dominant kind of guy. And then as you talk to others, it was kind of like, "Well, I don't know." We can run him around a little bit. He he can be a little stiff getting out of, in and out of his cuts. And, of course, uh, you know, some of that um, came out in the Ohio State. I mean, they, they uh, unlike some of these other corners, I think you were uh, brought up the name, uh, was it Sauce Gardner, the uh, the former Cincinnati cornerback uh, that was a first-round pick. I mean, I, I, all this stuff is fascinating to me. But this Ringo, like to some people, he is don't even test him. Don't go at him. And then some of the people you talked to said, yeah, go at him as much as you want to. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at the last two games. I mean, that target data I think is telling because when you have a quarter, a cornerback that's talking about it as a top 15 pick, a lot of times you see it like it was with Sauce last year where, like, teams for two years basically, like teams didn't try him, and that was, like, his major challenge that coaches would talk to him about is, like, hey, you're so good. Like, people are not going to throw at you. You have to stay disciplined, even though you might see two balls, like, the whole game. And, like, you just have to stay invested. Well, that's not been the case with Ringo. They've been challenging him. I I, I think, you know, a couple coaches mentioned Ohio State was hunting him. And so when you're talking about a top 15 pick, 
Wow. It's very interesting. You know, he has those measurables. He's really physical. He's a big body. Um, but there's been questions about his speed. Uh, he's pretty good tracking the ball in the air. Um, but that was the thing that, that, you know, when he was coming out of high school, there was some conversation about, is this guy a corner? Is this guy a safety? Um, and, and certainly, you know, he was he was giving it up. And, and um, you know, when you look at the advanced numbers for his target data, you know, the last two games, he basically gave up almost all of what Sauce gave up in all of last season. So, wow. you know, I think the Ringo questioning is, is really, really interesting. I think obviously a guy that, regardless of what those coaches think, it's probably going to be a first-round pick, but, you know, probably have to answer some of those questions as, as he tries to kind of build out his own, uh, you know, his own, his own legacy at the next level. All right, and then looking at it from – talking to David Ubbin, uh, who has written this for The Athletic, this anonymous uh, – he granted anonymity to these uh, coaches and uh, SEC coaches, Big 12 coaches, people that have faced these two teams. And um, I think it's interesting looking at the TCU defense. And, you know, I, I think um, some people scoffed at the idea of uh, there had been some comments maybe coming out of Michigan, oh, the three three five. you know, let's not, let's not act like that's going to be the, the toughest thing we face. And while they did run up a lot of yardage, I mean, David, that was the crazy thing about that game. First of all, Michigan left some plays out there early. And some of the coaches Mm -hmm. you talked to hated some of the misdirection they did. I think thinking, hey, why don't you, if you're the Big Ten and you're you're so proud of your offensive line, line up and try to blow them off the ball. And they didn't always do that in the game. And, of course, they had to get back in it with the pass. I David, I was I mean, D winners, the kid Hodges that transfer from Navy. I was so impressed with some of the Bud Clark, the safety from TCU. What were some of these mm-hmm. coaches tell, telling you about this TCU defense? Were were some of them a little almost surprised at how how well that defense showed up against Michigan? Well, I think the coach across the Big 12 sort of knew um, because yeah. you know, the 335 you know, I've had it described to me in the past. I mean, it's a tricky defense. I've had coaches describe to me in the past as like the triple option of defenses and that it's just a very unique challenge that you don't see very often. And so you can see like some quarterbacks is going to eat up just like some defenses is going to eat up because their reads, you know, their their eyes are lying to them and they're really struggling with it. And then sometimes it, it doesn't do a whole lot, but it's very different. But usually that's in regards to the passing game. And we saw that obviously with J.J. McCarthy pretty accomplished quarterback on a team that doesn't turn the ball over all of a sudden throws two pick sixes in a huge game but i had not considered about the running game and that you know i talked to a coordinator in the big 12 who was basically just saying he was calling it an optical illusion because everything you see the size the alignment says run it between the tackles he's like and that's exactly what they want you to do and so you have to do some other things and you have to get used to it and make sure that you're allocating your blockers and and uh, and formationing it right, and and that's if you haven't repped it a ton, that can be tough for 18 to 22 year olds. It's it's just a very very unique scheme, and obviously you know Michigan talked a big game about hey we're gonna run the ball we're gonna you know play bully ball. They get a 60 yard run on the first play or first drive, and then I think they had like 100 yards the rest of the game. Some of that's game flow, naturally, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't see Michigan as the aggressor in that ball game. TCU really held up, and and I think they're going to try to do the same thing against Georgia. All right, and uh, to your point that the uh, Jamoy Hodge, I thought I brought up Hodges and uh, Johnny Hodges 
I, I just like that guy, 57. And I like a guy who just decided at Navy. Think about that. You're at the Naval Academy, and you're like, you know what? I think I'll just test this portal out. I mean, nobody yeah. from those service academies, for the most part, you're not getting guys out of the portal at those academies. And this kid said, you know what? I think I can play somewhere. And, and it was like <laughs> somebody kind of knew about him somehow. I mean, there was just it was a really interesting story how he ended, ended up on there. And, uh, and then the last thing you had here, we we're talking about uh, some of the game picks. <clears throat> and I thought that was interesting. Um, one coordinator you talked to said, Duggan is the toughest player in the country. <laughs> and what, you, what you've got, a leader like that, and, and when you've got a leader like that, uh, I wouldn't count them out. And uh, and then somewhere in here also somebody was talking about, do you maybe run him even more in a game like this? Uh, the only problem was we saw in the Big 12 title game, he, he was great. He was extremely effective. But he also got to the point where he could barely function at the end of the yeah. game. So uh, it's a national championship game, so you can't, like, hold anything back. But you do have to have him. For down the stretch. So that'll be fascinating, uh, David, to see how much they use him as a weapon in the run because he's a huge weapon in that in that area. Well, yeah, and I think ultimately you have to tilt the numbers. You know, if you've got Georgia's defense and you're not using the quarterback as a run threat, well, then it's 11 on 10. And, you know, in this sort of situation where you're playing a team that has as much talent as Georgia – that's asking a lot. I mean, you're giving them a numbers advantage, and if they have to account for his legs on every play, that makes it easier to run the ball. That makes it easier to throw the ball down the field. Um, and it makes it easier to protect. And, and you, you know, you just look at it from a holistic sense. You know, I, I was talking to some other people today. You know, obviously Georgia's the best team, and every coach, you know, are a better team. And, and, Georgia, and every coach you talk to is, is well aware of that. But depending on who you talk to, you know, they're not going to play a hundred times. They're not going to play seven times. They're going to play once. And TC only has to beat them once. And the odds of that, you know, are, are certainly better if you only have to do it once than if you got to do it, you know, four out of seven times or 51 out of a hundred times. And, and I think, you, you know, Monday night's going to be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Also, one last thing I had for you, because your child has done so well here, so I don't want to push this. <laughs> Um, as uh, David Ubbin from the Athletic is on dad duty as we uh, as we do this, I I feel like you should introduce your child on the air. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't uh, say much these days, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you could say her name. Uh, <laughs> but um, I I I find uh, this Petrino hire at Texas A and M. I know we we all had a good laugh about it, but it's a telling hire in the sense that. It may tell you that there just weren't a lot of people who wanted to go uh, call plays for Jimbo and, and kind of knew how unique how unique that would be. And even knowing they would pay huge money, that they weren't knocking down the door to do that. Is that how you took it, that maybe they couldn't, you know, there weren't that many people interested? Or did you take it as, hey, you know, Jimbo decided Bobby was his man and that's who he's always wanted? Well, I'll say this. Uh, if, TC, or if, if Texas A&M needs some money for a buyout, I would say that if they just uh, made a reality show and charged pay-per-view, you could make a pretty penny uh, inside the coach's <laughs> office over the, next, uh, over the next nine months. I would pony up for that. I think a lot of people uh, otherwise would. Uh, some very interesting uh, personalities in the coach's office and, and certainly uh, some personalities that uh, – uh, 
not everyone loves. We'll say that. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's accurate. <laughs> that's probably yeah. the kindest way to put that, I suppose. Yeah, and I'm sure you saw some of those memes that had, he had his <laughs> ne- neck brace on from the Arkansas picture, but he had the uh, he had the maroon on. All right, David, um, I uh, I appreciate it. I'll let you get back to it. Always great to visit with you and enjoy the game Monday. Thank you. Appreciate it, David Ubbin from the Athletic. We used to be on TV together at uh, Fox Sports Southwest back in the day, and we would do a college football final, Big 12 final, I think they called that, with former uh, Giants player Gary Reasons. And then it used to be, uh... (laughs) Aaron, you know when they needed me to step in on that show? It's the truth of the matter is when they, they tried to hire Craig James, you know, after he'd been, after he was out at ESPN, after all that had happened with Mike Leach, and they got so much blowback and and bad press that they're like, well, better not. I don't think this is going to work. And so <laughs> they then turned to me. I, obviously, I think I was way less controversial than <laughs> Craig James. Uh, I I might have some political thoughts, but I keep them to myself. And uh, at the time, Craig James may have either been toying with the idea or had just run for the uh, U.S. Senate. And I had no political aspirations. All right, it's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. As we continue on on this Thursday, the uh, the the big news of the day. And and by the way, tomorrow we'll try to let you hear. Uh, that was great, Matt Pallage on with John Morris, the John Morris show today, Baylor defensive coordinator. And so great to have him on our uh, our network, our station. And uh, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll try to dig through and, and play some of that back for you because I'm, I'm very interested. We had Matt on a couple of years ago, but I kind of want to hear where he is now and what he's thinking about this Baylor defense. So we'll do that tomorrow. But the big news of the day, well, there's two huge news stories, one positive uh, and one real negative story. We'll hit them both next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's Cameron Jack of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor basketball falls to the TCU Horn Frogs in the Farrell Center last night to drop to 0-2 in Big 12 Conference play. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Shop the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big during the Big Finish sales event on new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star trucks with total values of up to $7,250 and no payments for 90 days. First responders get $500 in bonus cash. Come see why Ram continues to win awards every year. If we don't have what you want in stock, we'll custom build the truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in for some of the best deals of the year on Ram trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. 
proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It was the first ranked versus ranked matchup in 191 meetings between Baylor and TCU last night in the Farrell Center. The Frogs, ranked number 17 in the nation, fell behind by 17 in the first half against the 19th ranked Bears. Baylor led by 10 at halftime, but TCU would not go away. They won it over the Bears, coming from behind late, 88-87 the final score, behind a career-high 33-point game from guard Mike Miles, the Big 12's preseason player of the year. Baylor got 27 from freshman guard Keontae George, but were outscored 23-2 in fast-break points after the game, that was the focus of head coach Scott Drew. Well, it's disappointing that we uh, were so bad in transition. Uh, Mike Miles is a heck of a player, but uh, we got to have better effort than that and getting back. And uh, we got to do a better job uh, uh, stopping transition. Rebounding, uh, we're both elite. Second chance points, we won 15 to 13. Um, but the transition just killed us. And uh, credit to uh, uh, Coach Dixon. They returned 93% of their scoring. They know how to run their offense. They only had seven turnovers. We had 15. Um, we got to get rid of some of the turnovers that are hurting us. Stepping on the sideline every freaking game. Sideline's not moving. <laughs> we got We got to clean that up. We practice that. Um, but uh, uh, I thought we made offensively some strides as far as uh, – we did a good job on uh, uh, getting 16 assists. We haven't had that in a minute. So that was good. Um, we, we made free throws. And that was good. Um, but transition defense killed us. Scott Drew and the Bears fall to 10-4 and on the season, 0-2 in Big 12 conference play with an 88-87 loss to TCU last night in the Farrell Center. Next up, the Bears hosting a red-hot Kansas State team coming into the Farrell Center on Saturday. It's a 5 p.m. tip-off Saturday for the Bears and the K-State Wildcats. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. The Big 12 Blitz, weekdays at 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break. Donate blood. And save lives. 
Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info and help save a life with Carter Blood Care. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lights with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor drops to 0-2 in Big 12 play, losing to TCU 88-87 last night in the Farrell Center. The Bears will be back in action on Saturday afternoon hosting Kansas State. Elsewhere in the Big 12 last night, Iowa State beat OU 63-60. Former Arkansas and Louisville head coach Bobby Petrino has been hired as the next offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. The XFL reports to training camp tomorrow, and the first game is set for February 18th in Arlington. Kickoff at 3 o'clock with the Arlington Renegades hosting the Vegas Vipers. Dallas Mavericks put their seven-game winning streak on the line tonight, hosting the Boston Celtics. Tip is at 6.30. UMHB men's and women's basketball on the road tonight at the University of Ozarks. Women tip at 5.30, and the men tip at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. I was just looking at our interview earlier that Aaron put out on social media with Nikki Collin and uh, more appreciative of uh, Shelby and the gang over there at uh, Baylor for uh, we we had to because of the holidays we kind of got knocked out of our uh, our our time there our usual Tuesdays but they're great about getting Nikki on and and uh, so awesome to get to visit with her on a lot of different areas. And one of the things about Nikki, she is candid, and she doesn't really hold back a lot. And on this Dre Edwards situation, if you haven't heard, Dre Edwards came out today and put on her Instagram, this is the Baylor player who transferred from Kentucky, that, you know, from an academic standpoint, from a, uh, from a boy, she's done some great things on campus. She's really gotten plugged in and just really seems to have done a tremendous job and simply the what's keeping her from joining the team is they just need the head coach at the University of Kentucky to sign a waiver to allow her to play. And you might say, well, what is Kentucky? They don't play Baylor. I mean, I guess they could perhaps play in the NCAA tournament. What would keep her from doing it? Well, I think that's a good question. And uh, maybe public pressure. I think um, uh, Dre and everybody have, have not really tried to put this too hard on Kentucky. Today, I think, was the first time that both Nikki and the player, Dre Edwards, just went ahead and let it be known that what's keeping her from getting to play for Baylor, and by, and by the way, this is, a, this is a starting caliber player who's capable of scoring somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 points per game. I mean, this player would help in a tremendous – and also, uh, by all accounts, a uh, she's done a tremendous job coming in and uh, and doing her doing everything she's supposed to do at Baylor. Now, the issue, of course, is – this is not a graduate transfer, and she had already done the one-time transfer thing. She'd already, she's had the one-time transfer to get to Kentucky from where she started out, which I think was maybe Utah. And 
so she needs a she needs somebody to sign off on this, and they won't do it. And uh, Nikki Collin talked to about us about that earlier in the show. Thank you, Myatt Fuels. Uh, uh, Myatt, uh, I just appreciate everything you do, and you all have been extremely supportive of the Nikki Collins uh, weekly appearance with us. Sometimes we do it biweekly. I mean, it's a, it's a great thing. And uh, and then before we get into this Chris Beard thing, I did want to comment. I, I, I would be remiss not to comment on last night's Baylor-TCU uh, game. Aaron, that's as, that's as well as they've played all season in the first half. They match the intensity. TCU loves to run. Bears shot them out of the gym almost. Really should have had a bigger lead. TCU did a nice job to get it to 10 at halftime. I think that was very important for them. And they were able to kind of keep building on that in the second half. But the Bears, when, when they passed the ball, and Keontae got off to a great start, Keontae George, he's a phenomenal player, whether he's finishing whether he's shooting threes, he is. Uh, you could see why he might be a top five pick in the NBA. Uh, at times, um, you know, Cryer is is certainly capable and has been called uh, one of the. Uh, Jerome Tang said he was the best shooter in college basketball, and so as a spot up shooter, he's unbelievable. Flagler, we all know what he can do. I I would say if we're going to look at some of the positives, and of course, what happened in that second half was not positive. And it's unfortunate when you're you're just having guys blow by you, you can't stay in front of people, and there's no help defense. I mean, part of that was some of the big guys got in foul trouble, I think weren't able to be as aggressive. Part of it was people weren't rotating over to help. I mean, these were straight-line drives. TCU was getting out and running. That's what they love to do. They're like the fastest-paced team. They're a huge fast-break team in college basketball. And Mike Miles Jr., I mean, again, Baylor's got great players. they got some players that will be in the, in the NBA soon. But Mike Miles Jr. just outplayed everybody on that court last night. He, in the second half, just said, nobody's going to check me. Nobody's going to stop me. And he was turning the corner. I mean, Baylor, what made them great two years ago and it was it made them great at times last year was they've got locked down, tremendous one-on-one defenders. I think Sohan is going to become that guy in the NBA. Kendall was, was okay at it, was getting better when he was really focused. Right now, these guards are not staying in front of people. And and then they're also not being disciplined. They're going for shot fakes. They're going for blocks. And uh, so those are some of the negatives. Now, the play that was run at the end of the game, and, boy, I, I saw Coach Jacobs over there having a huge hand in that. And, and of course, Scott, as always, uh, everybody, Coach uh, uh, Brooks. The, the play, Aaron, and I thought that was smart to get that thing to midcourt Call the timeout, and then you can run that thing from you know from the front court there, from the forecourt. And the um, I, I I thought the, the play itself was tremendous. Uh, getting Keontae going to the rim, and boy, it looked like, and he did have a step, and he was just going to go swoop in with his left hand and score the layup to win the game. I think in retrospect, you go, you know, maybe. If you've got that much of a head start and you're going at the rim, maybe you go for the dunk. Maybe you try to 
wall yourself, you know, where the block can't happen. Whoever that player was from TCU, Aaron, and I, I had not seen that guy almost all night. I mean, think about that. We watched that whole game, and that dude, and I know he was out there at times, but that was not, that, that guy, I mean, that was kind of a defensive substitution. And he trailed Keontae, and he made a great block. I mean, he, he really did. I don't know how he blocked it, because Keontae has got great leaping ability, but he, he trailed on the play, and he made a and – and Aaron, as much as I'd love to blame it on the refs and this and that, and I'm sure they did miss some things throughout the game. I know they did. But that was a clean block. I mean, you can't call that. I mean, I, I, he, that, was a, that was a great play by the TCU player. So I like the play. What I, what, what I hated was here comes Mikey Miles at you. And there just was a lack of, of defensive discipline at a bad time. It wasn't really even great spacing. He everybody's paying attention to Mike and he and he sends it out there to O'Bannon Jr. I think that's Charles's son. And Charles O'Bannon, Ed O'Bannon were very famous uh UCLA players. Anyway, he 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 kicks it in the corner and Aaron that wasn't even that great of a shot. Now Flagler ran at him late to get a little bit of a challenge, but Keontae, you know, just went racing toward him and goes flying by. And once he flew by, he just had that opening. And I don't even think, I mean, TCU probably was not like, let's get O'Bannon a a corner three. They wanted Miles going at the rim, Miles pulling up for three, whatever. There there was a million things they wanted before it was like, let's get O'Bannon a corner three. And the guy just nailed it. I mean, it was a great shot, okay? Was it somewhat lucky? Eh, maybe. Because it didn't. To me, even his release didn't even look that pure. But he had an opening, and you give the guy the credit. He made a big shot. Didn't end up being a three. Only put the frogs up by one. But um, Aaron, that's a tough one. You don't want to start 0-2, and now you have a hot Kansas State team coming in, and you, and you better go out there and play like a desperate team. The Bears at zero and two. That is a uh, that's a rough. That's not a great scenario because Kansas State they 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 ran they shot Texas out of the gym. That Marcus Noel, I mean Marquise Noel, the, these are not hat in hand folks. We may play some of that. Uh, uh, Aaron, I don't think it would be bad to play uh, for people tomorrow at 5 o'clock. That interview with Jerome Tang was so fun. It was so great to talk to Jerome. And it'll be an outpouring of support from Baylor fans as they welcome Jerome back. That's a 5 o'clock start uh, in the Farrell Center on Saturday. But, hey, aside from all that, the Bears have – they cannot start this season 0-3. And they should have won that game last night. Aaron – when it was, I mean, think about that. They got it to, was it a five-point lead or a four-point lead? I think they led, I think they I think they had a four-point lead, and Miles comes in, and he and he gets, I think that was Ojuna on him, and, and it's, it's a tough matchup, the, the Baylor big. And he, and he just did a really nice job of kind of giving it a little fake, like he might drive, and then he hit the three. And, of course, that gets it to one. I think that score right there is what put Baylor in such a tough spot. And then they come down, and then what shot did they get, Aaron? Let's think. 
I would just say when you have Cryer and and you have uh, and you have Key, uh, Keontae and Flagler, I mean, Bridges had hit a couple of threes. I will admit that. And the 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 throw the play where he did shoot a three, he was open. Okay, they had a late challenge on the play. I can't say that I was sitting there like get Jalen Bridges a shot. Bridges a shot. Part of that is he's been in a horrendous shooting slump to begin this season. Maybe he showed signs last night of breaking out of that. In that instance, with a one-point lead, I didn't feel like you had to have the three. I also thought the possession was a bit frantic. Like in in I I do like the pass, and I think it was the proper basketball play. I'm just saying what led to that was a little bit out of kilter. It just didn't look smooth to me, and you want to come out right there uh, with a one-point lead and get a great look or draw a foul, Uh, and uh, Bears were not able to do that. Aaron, I can't take any more of these losses to TCU, these heartbreaking last minute. You lose at the gun on the kick, and then, of course, you're not able to get the layup on the final play and the Bears lose at home to TCU. I thought the crowd, I got to compliment the crowd. It, the students are not back yet. The crowd was loud. And our buddy Quillen was putting up the pictures. Oh, Baylor should have a better crowd. Curtis, okay, uh, that's fine. But I'm just saying, the people that were there were way into it. And so... I, I always I, I I tend to not want to scold the people. I kind of want to praise the people who were there and the thing they got loud and they got way into it. Bears got to win that game. Bears had to find a way. They did not, and they fall to zero and two. Is all hope lost? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I, I no matter what happens Saturday, they're going to claw their way back into this. But in a in a conference that has a good Kansas team, obviously a good TCU team. Iowa State is really good, as the Bears found out the hard way. I mean, you just can't fall too far off the pace. Um, Now, nobody, I don't think anybody's going to run away with this thing. Um, But, I mean, right now, K-State, Kansas, Iowa State, I mean, they all look good. They all look really good. And um, and I was watching that. I was watching Oklahoma last night. They've got some talent, but uh, but but Coach Otts, the tightest golf shirt in in uh, in NCAA, you know, in the uh, country, put it on them. I mean, Aaron, were you? Did you get to watch any of that Iowa State and Oklahoma? You had you had Coach Otts. You had uh, what's his name? T.J. Otzelberger, I think it is. And then you had Porter Mosier, cockiest coach in America. And you, the, both of them were in, like, medium-sized. These are big men, big, like, muscle-bound type guys. And they were both wearing, like, medium golf shirts. Very, very tight shirts. I don't even know how you – your circulation is good in those. But, uh, but, boy, Iowa State found a way in Norman. Guys, it does not seem like a tough place to play. It really doesn't. The Lloyd Noble Center – has never felt like a tough place to play. Uh, uh, text me if I'm wrong on that. 254 662 1660. All right, we got to say goodnight. That is next. 
Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guy, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank Central, Central National Bank, member FDIC. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254 709-2101 or ubeo.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lights with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor drops to 0-2 in Big 12 play, losing to TCU 88-87 last night in the Farrell Center. The Bears will be back in action on Saturday afternoon hosting Kansas State. Elsewhere in the Big 12 last night, Iowa State beat OU 63-60. Former Arkansas and Louisville head coach Bobby Petrino has been hired as the next offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. The XFL reports to training camp tomorrow, and the first game is set for February 18th in Arlington. Kickoff at 3 o'clock with the Arlington Renegades hosting the Vegas Vipers. Dallas Mavericks put their seven-game winning streak on the line tonight, hosting the Boston Celtics. Tip is at 6.30. 
UMHB men's and women's basketball on the road tonight at the University of Ozarks. Women tip at 5.30 and the men tip at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the dismount as we say goodnight. Big news. Chris Beard out as the University of Texas head basketball coach. He has been fired. He was hired April 1st, 2021 and fired January 5th. 2023 finishes with a 29 and 13 record while in charge of the Longhorns. Will he coach again? Probably. Somebody will give him a second chance. He's a great basketball coach, and uh, he'll uh, he'll have another opportunity. On a happier note, Aaron, I wanted to uh, wish my father, John Mosley, former Baylor defensive tackle from the uh, late 1960s a happy 75th birthday cannot believe it 75 but uh still uh doing great still uh out there practicing law doing his thing and tonight we'll all gather to celebrate him with some el phoenix all right get some enchiladas going maybe some tacos and uh, chips and salsa of course, and uh, get the little ones out of here. But uh, thank you. Uh, he is an unbelievable father. And uh, so happy birthday to my dad today, uh, which is actually yesterday, but I'm saying it today. All right, everybody, have a great one. And we'll have a huge show planned for you beginning at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Good night, everyone. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Here's your host, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll hear from John Denton, the longtime color analyst for TCU. His final game in the broadcast booth for TCU football is the national championship game coming up on Monday. That's straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. You might think all your Christmas lights are up, but D'Amore Fine Jewelers has a suggestion. Add two more lights, which will really make the neighbors jealous. Shop D'Amore Fine Jewelers for our special Christmas lights. Diamond stud earrings for the woman you love. Come see us at D'Amore Fine Jewelers for the final two lights that will make this year's display the best ever. Her diamonds are at D'Amore Fine Jewelers, West Waco Drive. Baylor Scott and White, Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. The team physicians for Baylor Athletics. Diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike, whether it's knee or shoulder pain, hand and wrist injuries, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis and total joint clinic. Trust the doctors Baylor Athletics Trust. Baylor Scott and White, Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, wants to get you back in the game. Want the latest in Nike Baylor gear? It's available at the Baylor Bookstore on 5th Street in the heart of the Baylor campus or online at BaylorShop.com. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or...